Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Well, today we talk with the Minister of Agriculture, David Merritt, about record exports. The province put out a statement today saying Saskatchewan enjoyed record agricultural exports last year, 31% better than the previous year. We also have a chat with the president of SARM. Ray Orb discusses the revenue sharing that was announced for municipalities yesterday. Both rural and urban municipalities get $275 million. And Mr. Orb talks about the 70-some million dollars that Saskatchewan will be getting. We also take a look, a detailed look, at grain markets from the latest news summary from Saskweet. Saskweed puts out a weekly summary of what's happening in the world of grain, especially wheat. And we also have a chat with a Wawota cattleman whose bull calf at Agribition went on this past year, he had sold it, went on to become the supreme champion bull in North America, the supreme champion bull in the United States as well as Canada. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. Saskatchewan farmers exported a record amount of agricultural products in 2020 despite the coronavirus. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the biggest exports were canola, wheat, and pulse crops. Jim, I'm excited to, you know, to report that our exports hit just under 17 billion, 16.9 billion. It's incredible to see this kind of an increase year over year. I think it's about a 31% increase from 2019 and obviously a new record high for the province of Saskatchewan. So uh, we're excited about it to see those kind of export numbers and it really starts to uh, tell the story of the importance of agriculture, not only to the economy of Saskatchewan, but to the economy of Canada as a whole. What were some of the key highlights, some of the key items for export? Well, there was actually quite a few. Obviously, canola leads the way. Uh, exports of in the neighborhood of $3.6 billion. A non-derm wheat uh, is right there again at just under $3 billion at two point seven. And lentils, the, the lentils still are well over $2 billion, $2.2 billion to be exact in that neighborhood. Those are the, the three big ones. And I guess when you look at where those numbers are coming from, uh, our three largest exporting countries, United States is still number one at $3.3 billion. China, number two at $3.2 billion. And Japan coming in at number three at $1.2 billion. So those are, are, are the big three, but uh, obviously, we're seeing our numbers increase to other countries around the world, and 
And that's really where I see our role as government, Jim, is to work with the industry stakeholders here and the farmers and ranchers in this province to grow our industry in in other countries and other sectors. And that just it, it gives opportunity for us as farmers and ranchers to expand our markets. Obviously, then it expands our need for our product, which then also uh, improves the pricing when you have competition from around the world. Yeah, outline that those efforts. You've got, what, some new trade offices opening? Yes, we have three new trade offices. The three are Singapore, Japan, and India. They will be opening in 2021, and we have the one in China as well. Why focus on those three key markets? You know, when you look at the, where our exports are increasing, and it uh, gives us opportunity to, to grow. It's obviously those three regions are uh, highly populated, and we're really starting to see um, their diets are changing as well, Jim. And we're seeing increase in uh, other grain sectors. You know, like look at China, look at the pulse industry in China, and how that's growing. So. It's important to see that. So then we look at other opportunities in other regions, as I said earlier, that just opens new markets for the companies here in Saskatchewan to do business. And that's really, I really strongly believe that is the role of not only myself as minister, but this government is to increase opportunity and markets for our products around the world. Now, economically, 2020 will be always looked at as a bad year, a year of declines in sales, in production. Why is Saskatchewan bucking that trend? Well, I think we're bucking it because, you know, the world needs what we have, and that is high-quality food. And I think, you know, Jim, companies around the world and countries around the world are seeing that, and they're coming here and looking for our product because they know what we do. And, uh, you know, I've only been on a couple of missions, Jim, and one thing I heard from companies in in the countries that I was in is one thing they're looking at is how environmentally sustainable we are growing our product. And, uh, I mean, high quality is number one, but number two is environmentally sustainable and how we grow it. And they like that, and that's why they're coming to Saskatchewan and and wanting to do uh, business here with the companies here and buy our product. First and foremost, it's high quality. They know what they're getting. It's consistent. That's another thing they like, and we'll continue to do that, and we'll continue to grow more, and we'll continue to feed more people around the world. David Merritt is the Minister of Agriculture for Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Saskatchewan rural municipalities welcome Monday's revenue-sharing announcement from Premier Scott Moe. Municipalities are receiving $275 million, with an estimated $77 million going to the province's 299 rural municipalities. The remainder goes to urban areas. SARM President Ray Orb says the money will be put to good use. Yeah, we, uh, we get about, uh, according to the formula, we get about 20, 28% of the, uh, of, the, of the total funding uh, in the revenue pool. And uh, you know what, we're pleased about that. We've uh, always felt since the, since the, the formula was changed, you know, that uh, the Roman spouses are getting more of a fair share. And we're, um, I think, consistent with that point of view. So your reaction to the Premier's announcement, quite happy then? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're pleased about that. We're understanding, though, at the same time that, you know, next year or the year after, uh, there could be a drop, and that would be of a, a concern to us. However, for this fiscal year, we're pleased about the uh, Premier's announcement. What is the money used for? Well, it's used for a variety of things. Of course, we're under uh, more stress this year because, obviously, the COVID pandemic, but uh, a lot of that, that funding is used for infrastructure, repair work, Staffing uh, is still a big issue. 
Um, a lot of our uh, costs are transportation costs, of course. So, uh, you know, I'm assuming a lot of that funding will go uh, will go into that kind of uh, use and uh, be put really to good use as well. You mean like infrastructure, roads, bridges, that kind of thing? Roads, bridges, uh, you know, that's our, that's the most expensive kind of infrastructure that we have, and those are the things that we need to spend the most money on. The province also announced $1.5 million will be invested in the targeted sector support initiative for community collaboration. Your thoughts there? Yeah, we've always been in favor of that. And, you know, we uh, obviously have good examples already of uh, rural municipalities and urban municipalities working together. And, you know, we continue to see that, I think, as, as time goes on. And uh, we need that kind of collaboration, that's for sure. Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. Canadian canola stocks are the tightest in eight years at 12.1 million tons, including 10.3 million tons on farm. Exports are up 51%, and the domestic crush is strong. Old crop canola values remain high in an effort to encourage rationing. Dave Ryman is a commodity risk manager with Cargill. If the soy complex keeps rallying, veg oils keep rallying, then we'll probably rally stronger. Uh, if those markets set back, we probably fall slower because we really can't afford to drop far enough to really encourage more buying of this. This There's going to be a very tight carryout based on that. It's a similar situation in the United States with soybeans, according to Don Rose with U.S. Commodities. We sold 97% of our total soybeans we're supposed to sell. We've already done here, and the marketing year ends August 31st. So that's part of the issue is we're using stuff too fast. Are we going to uh, slow that down? Meantime, South America harvest continues to pick up in Brazil, and it'll gain momentum week by week as we go forward. Don Rose is with U.S. Commodities. A former Canadian agriculture minister is concerned about comments made last week by the incoming U.S. Secretary of Agriculture. Tom Vilsack was asked by a U.S. Senator about his views regarding country of origin labeling legislation. He indicated he would be willing to consider ideas that would not contravene a 2015 World Trade Organization ruling in Canada's favor. Jerry Ritz says being forewarned is forearmed. We have a lot of the same players that brought it in last time. Uh, Joe Biden was the vice president. Tom Vilsack was the secretary of agriculture. And of course, our CAF, uh, that group out of Montana predominantly, are big Democratic supporters. And I, I would not be surprised at all to see a, you know, a cool 2.0. Ritz says the World Trade Organization dispute settlement system takes a while to wind up and get going. WTO rulings take two to three years. Even though there's precedent from it being set before, this is a new administration by intent, if not by name. And at the end of the day, if they're going to do this, if Made in America is really going to happen, they're just going to slam that door shut. Canada still retains the legal right to implement retaliatory tariffs if the U.S. reintroduces a similar cool requirement. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. 
Recently at realagriculture.com, Kara Oosterhaus had a chance to talk to Nutrien's lead meteorologist. It is Eric Snodgrass. And they talked about some of these cold temperatures being found right now on the prairies and give a bit of an outlook in terms of precipitation for the upcoming year. Well, you know, the beginning of this winter was was kind of boring. It really didn't do what we thought it was going to do, which was we had a La Nina brewing in the Pacific. And generally, that tends to bring in a lot of cold air that comes out of British Columbia, through Alberta, through Saskatchewan, over to Manitoba. And we tend to get a lot of cold air early in this season that lasts through much of winter. And we just didn't see it. You go back to much of December and, uh, and January, we had a mild pattern. So that's been one surprise that I think has hit a lot of us so far this year, that the cold really just started to come on here now that we got into the month of February. I mean, the real cold, the stuff where we're seeing these minus 30, minus 40 degree temperatures and the wind chills much colder than that. And it's been interesting because we had a split in the polar vortex and normally that's a, you know, that sends off all the bells and whistles to look out for brutal cold. But guess where it went? It went to Siberia and Kazakhstan and China first. It's dear sweet time coming around. So I think that's been the biggest surprise to start the season. Uh, and uh, we'll have to see how long this cold now that it's here lasts for. But there is something about February, I think. You know, it just seems to always be, January can be a bit of a toss-up, but February seems to always be cold, especially across the prairies. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how many of us are too, too surprised, but there has been a bit of a lack of moisture in the prairies. I mean, like, especially Western, Western North America is really dry right now. What are we anticipating for, for moisture? Can, can farmers have any hope of seeing any, any precipitation this year? Well, you know, what's strange about drought in winter in the Western half of North America and the Canadian prairie is that we typically don't make any changes at all to our drought monitor drought profile or anything because the soil freezes over. So we just can't get moisture into it in the first place. We have to wait till the spring melts and we've got to get a good mountain snowpack in order to make a big dent in that. So looking across, uh, you know, the, the U.S., we still have 60% of the lower 48 in drought and uh, it's extensive across our four corner states it stretches into the northern plains of the u.s so think north south dakota montana and uh, and then that extends into parts of the southern canadian prairie and looking at some satellite data you know we could tell that probably the place that seems to be the driest right now gets over to parts of southern saskatchewan but then really into southern manitoba and that's an area where we're gonna have to wait for some melt of snow and then the spring thaw and hopefully some good early rains just to bring that moisture profile back up. So yes, we're, we're very dry and about the only place that's made any sort of progress uh, this year on, on the drought situation for us in the States has been uh, parts of Washington state, a little bit in Oregon, California's hurting pretty bad. They had one, just one decent week of onshore flow that uh, helped bring them out of a major snow deficit. I mean, it's amazing. Parts of the Sierra Nevada mountains got over 120 inches of snow in about a five day stretch uh, through the corn belts, through the Southern plains, the central plains, the Northern plains of the U S we are very concerned about what this means going into spring. And then it extends into the Canadian prairie where we know the drier conditions exist. I was talking to a fertilizer market analyst a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about the Mississippi and how it tends, it, it, it's, there's real concern there this year. Um, is there any hope for snowpack that, uh, up there that could actually bring some moisture into the Mississippi? You know, what's strange this year is that the, the, there's been a bit of a snow drought at the headwaters of both the Missouri and the Mississippi River. So we, we continue to send systems to the south of it. I mean, I have seen so many huge snowstorms 
in northern Texas and Oklahoma that go over to like the, 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 the Washington, D.C. And, and the northeast. And they just keep kind of going around the Great Lakes. They keep going around the northern plains. And if we don't start filling that in, you know, there are places in North Dakota, just looking at some data from the U.S. here, that are sitting like 20 to 25 inches below where they should be so far this year with snow. And we start to get concerned that if that doesn't fill in, well, where's the moisture going to come from in spring when the melt is supposed to happen to help that out? You can hear the rest of our discussion with Eric Snodgrass of Nutrien on the weather patterns for 2021 by going to realagriculture.com slash live. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. Today, partly cloudy with 30% chance of flurries. Blowing snow at times. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. The high today, minus 25. Wind chill near minus 43. Frostbite in minutes. The low, minus 30 tonight. Wind chill near minus 41. Wednesday, partly cloudy. Wind northwest 20. The high, minus 25. Wind chill near minus 41. The low, minus 34. Thursday, sunny. The high, minus 27. The low, minus 34. Friday, sunny, the high minus 22, the low minus 34. Saturday, sunny with the high minus 21, the low minus 26. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 15, the low minus 21. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 13. Normal high for this date, minus 8, the normal low minus 20. The sun rose at 8.20 this morning, it sets at 6.05 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Coronac. South of Regina Moose Jaw at minus 23. The cold spot, Key Lake up north, minus 31. Estevan, minus 25. Saskatoon, minus 26. Swift Current, minus 29. Weyburn, minus 26. Yorkton also, minus 26 degrees. In Regina, with blowing snow, it's minus 27. That's 17 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-northwest, 45, gusting to 54, giving a wind chill right now of minus 45 degrees. Humidity is 69%, the barometer rising 102.9. Blowing snow and moose jaw minus 27, winds are from the west-northwest 39, gusting to 53. Once again, Regina, blowing snow and minus 27, that's 17 below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent edge microactive group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The third week in February is known as Family Week. Agriculture Program Specialist in North Battleford, Trish Johnson, says a new virtual event is being featured this year. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is proud to present a new virtual event that week, Celebrating Farming Families. Celebrating Farming Families is an informative online event for the entire family. 
In Saskatchewan, we know how important agriculture is to families and how important families are to agriculture. This webinar series is an opportunity to connect with other farm families who may be experiencing the same trials and tribulations as your own farm family. This includes celebrating successes while gathering tips that could benefit your own operation. This event is free to attend, making it accessible to everyone throughout the province. To correspond with the Family Day holiday, the webinar series will be hosted from February 16th to the 19th. Celebrating farming families will cover topics appealing to both grain and cattle farmers, such as safe cattle handling, mental health on the farm, crop fertility and rotations, fair versus equal farm succession planning, and marketing your family business through social media. You'll have to register for each session individually. Webinars will be recorded live, but you must register for each webinar to receive the recording to watch at a later date. This is an event you won't want to miss, as there'll be something in it for everyone. For more information about Celebrating Farming Families or other events hosted by the Ministry of Agriculture, please check out our events calendar at www.saskatchewan.ca forward slash agriculture. I'm Trish Johnson and this has been the Saskatchewan Agriculture Report. Today is Food Freedom Day, which is one day later than it was in 2020. The Canadian Federation of Agriculture says that's the time it takes from the start of the year for a household with average income to pay their entire year's grocery bill. The CFA reports Canadians spent 11% of their disposable income on food, which works out to $4,091. That's up nearly $300 from 2020, when it was 10.9%. The CFA notes that an increase in household disposable income in late 2020 mitigated some of the higher food inflation experienced last year. By comparison's sake, though, the Fraser Institute estimated Tax Freedom Day arrives May 19th, last year. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A Wawota cattleman has had one of his prize-winning bulls go to the very top in North America. Chad Wilson had a champion bull calf at Agribition, which was sold to a partnership, Hoffman Ranch in Nebraska and Poplar Meadows Angus in B.C. Wilson says the bull won the national show in the United States recently and in an all-breeds competition was named the supreme champion. Wilson describes the bull. Yeah, no, he's certainly... Uh high-quality individual, lots of metal and substance to him. He's real powerful, and yet he's really sound and, you know, been a, been one that's been admired since he was a calf, I guess. And what makes him a champion? By the way, what breed, too? He's a pulled Hereford. Yep. And what makes him a champion? Well, I guess just some of the extra qualities he's got. Um, you know, various things, obviously, but this one that ties a lot of good things together, I guess. Good weight to him? Yeah, no, he's, he, uh, at this last show, I guess he's a, a coming two-year-old bull and weighed 2307 there, I guess. So. 2300 pounds. What do they gauge as the key areas they're looking for, the judges? Because I know you've been a judge in the past. Well, this cattle that 
you know, have some balance and some eye appeal to them, some cattle that are structurally sound and, and just cattle that look like they'll move the beef industry forward. Any regrets about selling them? No, absolutely not. It was good to get some good partners in on the bull and, and certainly happy for them to have some success with them here as well. How have you done other entries? Uh, I understand you've appeared at Agribition several times. Yeah, uh, well, in 2020 here, I guess Agribition was postponed, so we didn't get to go this year. But in 2019, uh, the same calf was, he was national champion in Canada as a as a bull calf and won the all-breed bull calf jackpot as a calf there as well. How do you make sales during COVID-19? Must be a little more different and difficult. Yeah, we still have our sales. Obviously, it's just things are done a little more online or, or uh, you know, just through order order buying a bit at, at times too. But, you know, we'll have a bull sale coming up here on April 2nd. And for something like that, you know, we'll have all these bulls videoed and certainly, you know, guys can bid online or they can send a bid with somebody and, and try to get somewhere to view the bulls ahead of time if they can. That's Wawota cattleman Chad Wilson. He produced the bull calf that went to the very top of the show ring in Canada and the United States. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollow's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Canola gained $6 at 644.67. Number one red spring wheat rose $1.18 at 278.17. The rest were unchanged. Durham, 310.48. Feed barley, 249.70. Flax, $801.08. Lentils, $602.50. Oats, two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas, three eighty eighty nine. Feed wheat, one eighty three seventy two. The Minneapolis spring wheat March futures are down a quarter cent at six thirty five a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 9th. Our last regular sale was on February 3rd. The market on butcher cattle has come up a few cents. Hefferet sold from $1.25 to $1.35. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60, cents, and good butcher bulls sold from $0.97 cents to $1.08. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on February 1st. The market had picked up a few cents on them as well. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged $2.35 and sold up to $2.50. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.29 and sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.26 and sold up to $2.48. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.22 and sold up to $2.40. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.10 and sold up to $2.31. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.87 and sold up to $2.02. 
800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.79 and sold up to $1.86. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.71 and sold up to $1.76. Heifers were about 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest pork prices, 163 63 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Saskatchewan government has introduced the First Nation Stewardship Fund and the Indigenous Business Credit Pool. These two initiatives will direct $45 million from the Federal Provincial Accelerated Site Closure Program, which helps manage the abandonment and reclamation of inactive oil and gas wells and facilities. Energy and Resources Minister Bronwyn Eyre says Indigenous partners must play a key role in Saskatchewan's economic recovery. She says the program is creating thousands of jobs and hopes the two new programs will increase participation by First Nations and Métis workers. The First Nations Stewardship Fund will allocate $15 million in program funding to conduct reclamation activities on First Nation reserve lands across Saskatchewan. An additional $5 million is also available. The Federal Provincial Reclamation Program is designed to create 2,000 jobs and reclaim up to 8,000 inactive wells and facilities over two years. At the end of 2020, the Reclamation Program has issued $98 million in contracts with over 300 Saskatchewan-based companies. The program has completed 724 well abandonments, 175 flow line abandonments, 39 facility decommissions, and 1,400 site remediation and reclamation activities in Saskatchewan. On the markets, gains in the healthcare sector, which includes the big cannabis companies and technology stocks, helped lift Canada's main stock index in late morning trading while U.S. markets were mixed. The TSX Composite Index was up 41 points at 18,371. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 65 points at 31,320. The Canadian dollar traded at 78.55 cents U.S. compared with 78.41 cents Monday. The March crude oil contract was down 11 cents at 57.86 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.